This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our bi-monthly free uncommon sense parenting class. How is everyone doing? It's hard to believe that it's already the second week of March. I mean, February always goes by super fast because it's so short, but it absolutely seemed to fly by this year, probably because we were finally able to leave our houses in February for the first time in two years. Yes, and leave I did. I took off to Mexico for a week with my best friend and I came back rejuvenated and refreshed and well-fed and rested and ready to get back to helping families figure out their kids' behavior. And in the spirit of coming back to the unfortunate snow and ice of Canada, today we're gonna be talking about why I stopped forcing my kids to wear jackets. Now don't go gasping at me. I know what you're thinking. And I guarantee you that this doesn't mean that my children don't wear jackets. In fact, if anything, they wear their jackets far more consistently than they ever did before. So before we get into that, if you're new around here, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Alana Robinson, and I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you understand why your kids are misbehaving and how to fix it without stickers, counting to three, or losing your shit. I am your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, where I help you raise well-behaved kids who listen. So if you enjoy this episode or any of my other episodes, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, whatever it is that the platform that you're consuming this on allows you to do, because when you do that, you show other parents that the mudroom is worth their time too, which we genuinely appreciate. All right, so why did I stop forcing my kids to wear jackets? Well, let's start with, I do not live in a warm climate, okay? I live right on the border between what we would typically call Northern Ontario and Eastern Ontario in Canada. So it's very snowy and it can get very, very cold. It's not uncommon for us to have solid weeks in the minus 20 to minus 30 degrees Celsius range, which is about minus four to minus 22 degrees Fahrenheit for any Americans listening. But we do regularly dip as low as minus 40 degrees, which is also minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So before anyone comes for me saying, this is easy for you to say, you live in California. No, no, I do not. Though I often wish that I did, at least for the climate. So I grew up being nagged to wear a jacket. I also have suffered, 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 suffered. <laughs> I've also suffered from frostbite more than once. And yet, as soon as my kids turned about two, they also started to refuse to wear their jackets. And I very quickly realized that I had benefited from what I call not mom syndrome when I was an early interventionist because I very rarely had battles over jackets with the kids that I did early intervention with early on in my career. But with my own kids, it very quickly became a daily thing. And one day I was chatting with one of the moms whose daughter I used to work with and I was lamenting the whole jacket situation and she was like, well, you never really forced her to wear her jacket. You just kind of let her fuck around and find out. And the first time she pushed against that, she never did it again. 
So I did what I often fail to do and I took my younger self's advice and I stopped forcing my kids to wear jackets. I started letting them fuck around and find out. In other words, I started leading with the natural consequence, which was that they'd be cold. And they very quickly ended the jacket wars. They were a thing of the past. Now that my kids are older, my oldest is now nine and my youngest is six, I've had some time to reflect on why this worked so well, not only when they were little, but has continued to work as they go through mid-childhood. And here's what I've come up with. First, obviously, it's letting them experience the consequences of their own actions, also known as natural consequences. When I really thought on it, even going out minus 40 degrees without a jacket is not going to kill you, at least not instantaneously. Because let's be honest, nobody is hanging out outside in minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius. You're going from your home to the car, from the car to the store, and hopefully back again. At best, like absolutely nobody is staying outside in those temperatures for more than a couple of minutes at most. So while I certainly wouldn't choose to not wear a thick sweater and a parka outside in those temperatures, it's not actually going to hurt them if they choose not to. In which case, allowing them to experience why I'm requesting outerwear is really the most impactful thing that I can do. Because I know that it's going to sting like stepping on a beehive when they step out in a t-shirt, but my children don't. And children are horrible at accepting secondhand experiences. So if I want them to wear a coat without a fight, I need to let them experience the consequence of not. And sure enough, the first time my son stepped out in frigid temperatures in short sleeves was the very last time that my sons stepped outside in frigid temperatures in short sleeves because it hurt, but it only hurt for a second. And then they came right back in and they grabbed a jacket. So as much as we dislike our children experiencing discomfort, if that's it, if it's just discomfort and it isn't life-threatening, then it's often the best teaching tool that we have. Second is differences in perception of temperature. So I'm sure we all have friends who live in a different climate than we do, who we perceive to have a messed up temperature gauge. So one of my most recent experiences with this was on our recent trip to Florida last November. And on the day that we left, it went down to about 15 degrees Celsius or 59 degrees Fahrenheit. And as we're in the car pulling away from the Airbnb that we rented, my kids started howling with laughter in the back seat because there was this woman walking down the sidewalk with her little dog, sporting a full on knee length parka with fur around the hood. And here we were sitting in the car in our tank tops and shorts. There was another instance where I took my oldest to California to visit some family friends when he was about four. And we met up with a colleague of mine and her daughter at this indoor playground one afternoon. Now it was raining, but it was still about 20 degrees outside, which is about like 68 degrees Fahrenheit. And my son was in shorts and bare feet. And the manager of this playground came running over and she'd offered us a pair of socks for him. And I apologized because I figured, you know, duh, indoor playground. It's very common in Canada for children to be required to wear socks when they're in an indoor playground. 
So I apologized and she was like, no, no, he doesn't need socks to be in here. It's just so cold in here that I'm sure he's freezing. He's in shorts and a t-shirt. And I had to very kindly explain to her that we were from Canada and where we were visiting from, it was about 60 degrees warmer here than it was where we came from. So he was actually just fine. <laughs> but even without those regional temperature differences, I can be freezing my butt off and my husband and my kids can be sweating. All of this to say, just because you're cold doesn't mean your child is cold. And when we force them to wear outerwear or warm clothing that they don't actually want, we both diminish their bodily autonomy and their trust in their own body's signals. Which, especially when they're two, three, four, and they're generally starting to learn to interpret those interoceptive signals. Interoception is the ability for our body to correctly interpret the signals that our body is sending. We're teaching them not to tune into those signals, but to ignore them. So by letting them make that call and choose to not put on a coat or not put on the socks, we're allowing them to figure out what they perceive as cold or hot. So how can we implement this if you've been stuck in the dreaded jacket wars? Well, the first thing to do is to make sure that when they refuse, because it's gonna happen, that you let them know one, why you're recommending that they wear the jacket, and two, where the jacket will be when they change their mind. Not if, but when. So for instance, okay, you don't have to wear a jacket if you don't want to, but I'm letting you know that it's very cold outside. Would you like to step out and see if that is still your choice? It is? Okay, if you change your mind, your jacket will be right here in your backpack and you can put it on when you get cold. This way, they know that you've told them what you perceive as appropriate and they know that they have the ability to change their mind and get access to that clothing whenever they want to. I usually try to put it somewhere that they can get it independently because that perception of having to admit defeat or to ask permission will often push children to suffer for way longer than they otherwise would. So rather than put it in the trunk of the car or put it in my bag, I try to put it in their bag or somewhere that they can access it without having to ask me first. And this works with scarves, mitts, hats, my children walk themselves to their bus stop now, and I recently bumped into one of our neighbors whose house is right next to their bus stop. And she asked why my six-year-old almost always shows up without a hat and then immediately goes into his bag and pulls one out and puts it on when he gets to the bus stop. And I said, because he really hates that feeling of hats on his head, so I always put it in his bag. But he must realize after walking half a kilometer to the bus stop that, yeah, being cold is more uncomfortable, so he's gonna put it on and protect his ears. But because he's making that choice and I'm not imposing it on him, he's learning to trust his judgment and make his own choices about his own well-being. And that's a big part of developing independence, giving children the experiences and tools that they need to make good decisions based on the information that they have access to at any given moment. 
As always, if you'd like to talk out how to implement this for your own kids or you have some questions, come and join us in the Parenting Posse. We are currently well on our way to hitting 11K members and we'd love to have you join us so that we can support you on your journey through evidence-based parenting. The link to join that is in the description. As always, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I'll see you in a couple of weeks for an interview with Jenny Hazen from Cam and Leo's Emotion School, where we'll be talking about emotional development. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.